Hey, what's up, voice community? This is Charles. And today we're actually playing an episode that was recorded back in October. Unfortunately, I put a little too much of my hands and I got a little busy. So this episode got delayed. However, I wanted to make sure that this episode was released before the end of the year and for the upcoming two other episodes as well, actually three. But with that being said, um, I just want to give an appreciation to the guest who waited for this. Um, hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to On The Go Voice. I'm your host for this section, Charles Sabiaga. And for October's issue of Active Wellness, obviously we want to tackle and be able to converse when it comes down to being active. What does that mean? What does it mean to get involved? What does it mean to take ownership of your own physical aspect? And the cool thing is someone reached out to us here on The Go Voice to get involved. And he is the owner of Pu'u Muay Thai. Yes, and sir. his name is Jonathan. God, I got that pronounced right. <laughs> I actually had to <laughs> pronounce that, uh, practice that. But uh, how are you today, Jonathan? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Charles. Of course. I'm glad to have you in here. Um, you know, um, the funny thing was when you reached out to me, I'm at this process in my life right now mm. where I'm where I'm learning self-defense as well. Yes. So I'm just like, you know, this is a perfect opportunity as well <laughs> for me. Maybe it's a timing, you know, maybe it's just meant to be. Yeah. But but anyways, um, yeah, I, I'm at this transition right now where I've been basically weightlifting mm. for about, I would say actually strength training, but through weights yes. and calisthenics for the past since 2013. Oh, wow. So okay, it's this year when I transitioned into like, you know, it's getting kind of boring. I want to get punched in the face <laughs> or get hit or something because yeah. I, I, I wanted to be reflective off of, of, of what's going on in my life. Yes. You know, I want to be able to like, okay, relate to it. All right. Mm -hmm. I'm getting punched in the face. Hell yeah. Like, and you're going to work through it. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Embrace, embrace the, pra the pain and just uh, strategize to it. And the funny thing is now that I'm um, I'm doing a little like uh, MMA kind of training yes. virtually. Um, it's not teaching me how to fight. Instead, it's teaching me again how to last longer yes. in stage, you know, or how to keep myself going. Well, it's it's pretty fun when it comes into self defense stuff. Uh, I see a lot of people they get started similar path mm -hmm. as you. Maybe they're in fitness. We get a lot of people who are just like you know I've seen it. I've never like. I've never been hit in the face before. Mm -hmm. uh, I only got in fights when I was a mm -hmm. kid and as I, I'm uncomfortable, so I know I need to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they're just looking for something new that like the gym doesn't work for them. Right. You know, they don't stick to it as long as they Right, do. right, right. <laughs> well, yeah, the thing for me was I like my life to be exciting. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I wanted to keep it spontaneous. Sure. And uh, Muay Thai, man, that's 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 a transition, man. Yes. Like, um, actually, before we dive into the actual yeah. topic of Muay Thai, let's get a little background about you. Like, yeah. like you obviously own uh, Pu'u Muay Thai. Yes. What, what's what's your background like? Okay, so Pu'u Muay Thai, mm -hmm. it's it's bigger than me now, but I was mm. the founder of it. Okay. Uh, I'm the president of uh, we have Pu'u Muay Thai Ventura and Pu'u Muay Thai Santa Barbara. Oh wow! So there's two. Of them. Yeah, there's two. Uh, we just opened up the other one up in Santa Barbara mm. last last year. Congratulations! Thank man. you. Congratulations. Yeah, I, I have somebody up there who's running it. He's great, Coach Ryan Ughawk. Um, but I've been doing Muay Thai for coming up on 15 years now. I mm -hmm. uh, started when I was 18. Uh, for those that are listening, I'm 31 now. So Okay. Uh, you look young. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Muay Thai. Man, <laughs> oh, I've been doing it the whole time. <laughs> um, you know, I got a lot of gray hairs and stuff, especially from, oh, this, okay. from this year. I mean, I get it too, but I think it's just heredity, you know? So <laughs> no, Definitely, definitely. I have, I have some people in my family with white mm. hair. But uh started doing martial arts when I was 18. Wanted to travel. Didn't have enough money. Mm. Um one night came through in 
I was like, yeah, as I was out of high school, I went to continuation school. Right. So I uh, went to Pacific High School. I met a mentor. Was one of my teachers, still friends with him. Talked to him this week. Nice. One of my high school teachers. And he's like, man, what did you want to do when you are a kid? And mm. I was like, you know, when I was a kid, I was watching Karate Kid, mm. Ninja Turtles, nice. Bloodsport, Kickboxer, ah. like Van Damme and everything like that. So, Rob Van Damme. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> You're taking him back there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. For people who have never watched Kickboxer, Bloodsport, go watch mm. it. Mm-hmm. Um but what ended up happening is I was just like, okay, well, I wanted to do martial arts. Like, that's what I wanted to do. I'm 18 now. I could sign the waiver. I could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had some money saved up. I went to a local martial arts place. I, I loved it. It was a little bit rougher style then. Um, got punched in the face, bloody nose, cried, almost threw up, all this good stuff. <laughs> uh, a year later, I was in Thailand. I had my first fight out there in Thailand. Wow. I was 19. Uh, and then like for there that's a whole experience mm-hmm. but it was pretty much very dingy place mm. they put this stuff called nam and moi on your body it's like this tiger bomb and like it has like a really like strong menthol smell like uh you know like tiger bombs smells mm. like almost like okay. medicine or like salampas <laughs> um, i don't think i've heard of that you never heard of salampas uh, it sounds it's, it's from it's, is that it's, from philippines yeah, a lot sounds, of it sounds it. it's they they put the uh it's like a patch a medicated patch for your back oh, and stuff like that okay okay yeah. is it like a leaf kind of yes oh yeah, okay but, it sounds familiar yeah but they uh put that on your body i was mm. sitting there and i was like man no matter what happens healing right yeah okay so you, they do that to help warm up your body mm. before before it helps to reduce injuries oh. i just remember saying like man i want to do this for a long time even if i get my ass kicked okay yeah <laughs> i like it i mean yeah. you're still here yeah and uh i i won that one and um came back and i've just been doing it ever since i never nice. stopped uh I, I continued going through i moved across i've traveled all over the world mm-hmm. uh through europe for coaching um bringing my students uh, around for Muay Thai competitions nice. and just for training too. We bring our students to Thailand, to Bangkok and Phuket, Thailand for training. We've mm-hmm. done that a couple of times. Uh, we're the only authentic Muay Thai academy here in Ventura County. Right. Only ones. Uh, and as we're kind of on the forefront of developing these new training protocols for youth athletes and stuff as well because the sport did get a provisional to go into the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So for us, uh, like for myself, I've been really focused on coaching for the past five years, nice. like full time. Okay. Before I was just doing it part time. Um, it's a very long story. I could literally talk for like three hours about it. We actually did a podcast on on the Putin. Oh, podcast. that's right. Yeah, it's yeah. on podcast too. We'll so, we'll talk a little bit more about that yeah, too. So if people want the full story, they can go on there. But the gist of it was, I, I moved away. I sold my blood for Muay Thai at one point, oh. blood platelets and stuff to be able to afford training. <laughs> you and, went uh, there. <laughs> yes, I, I went there, and in you know it was worth it in the end. I, I didn't think of getting anything at the end mm-hmm. but came back here to ventura ended up opening up our own place we have our own team oh, and stuff oh. now um all grassroots i didn't take business loans out or anything like nice. that it all kind of just happened very organically okay yeah. so you just grew it slowly and yeah. sm- and, and compoundly over time yes. right yeah and how long when did you start again I forgot. uh we started subleasing a place in 2014 mm, okay so that and then Seems we built out a sublease into uh our commercial location ventura nice. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That, that's pretty cool. I mean, uh, actually, you know, I, I want to dive into like what the business, sure. how how is it, uh practices now. But for anybody listening, obviously, it's Muay Thai is a form of self defense. Yes. Right. Let's can we can we get a little oh, bit more definition sure. about that? You gave me this book too. I mean, yeah. Maybe I articulate on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I think it would be better to hear from you. Yeah. Well. So uh, the the art of Muay Thai. Uh, is also known as the science of eight limbs. So what it is, is it's the only martial art in the world that was developed as a direct result of war. The mm-hmm. only one that was developed during wartime. Every other martial art in the world was developed during a time of peace in order to defend the land. Mm-hmm. Muay Thai was developed during war. 
Oh wow. Okay, so um, every mar- like every country in Southeast Asia, there's Thailand. That's the country of origin for Muay Thai. Every country around there, Myanmar, Laos, Cambodia, Malaysia, they have their own version of stand-up fighting. Mm-hmm. It's very similar. They have different names, Bokator, Lithway. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, and they, and they compete with each other a lot, but there's a lot of... Uh, is this the naming? Is it the style too? It's it's different? like the... I think it's the mindset. Some of them, they, uh, they have some different ways of fighting too. In, in Burma, they use more headbutts. Okay. Like in Lithway. It's, it's wow. Crazy. Yeah, they're, <laughs> that's, that stuff's nuts. <laughs> Uh, but it's it's good for self defense because mm-hmm. it, it works. It's stuff that works. And if you think about, uh, there's a lot of martial arts that are very uh, applicable today. Uh, you know, for me, I'm I'm a fan of all martial arts. I love okay. it all. Uh, this is the only martial art that I I've ever done, and I fell in love with it. Mm. So when up when it ends up happening with Muay Thai, we call it the art of eight limbs because you can use your punches, kicks, knees, and elbows. Okay. So your knees and elbows are some of the best tools you can use for self defense. Mm. You know, you can cut somebody with the elbow and you're not going to hurt somebody. You're not going to hurt yourself as much as if like you punch somebody, like mm. a straight punch. Especially if you're not trained well enough. Even mm. if you're trained. Okay. Like boxers and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what's called like a boxer's break. Ah. Uh, so in Muay Thai, you can use your uh, elbow, your knee. And then you also have your, we kick more with our shin. Mm. So shin's very hard, uh, thick bone. Okay. Um, and it, it's just very, very effective for self-defense. And a nice. lot of self-defense systems use Muay Thai as part of their systems as mm. well. So you hear stuff like Krav Maga and stuff like that, Sistema, they use um, more of like Muay Thai striking when they're like in close fighting. Okay. Yeah. I can see you're trying to like simplify because yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know that much. Yeah. But like you are actually simplifying it. The eight limbs because it's, it's both sides, right? It, yeah. It, okay. You get to use everything and the whole body's a target. Nice. So we wear a steel cup. Like for when it comes into competition stuff for people, they, they still do mm-hmm. uh, battles uh, uh, competitions is what they call them nowadays. Right. For people that decide to go that route, that's like maybe five percent of people that come through our doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But most people are there for self defense, like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some people are actually there to. Um, you said the five percent are actually yeah. looking to compete for competition. Yeah, interesting. So uh, for me, I had, you know when it comes into it, there's a lot that's behind Muay Thai. It was illegal in the United States for a long time. Why? Why? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of history into it, but um, there was a lot of pushback from the karate crowd back in the '80s. Okay. Uh, back when it was like uh, Benny the Jet, there's like Bruce Lee around that time, 70s, 80s. Uh, and they didn't think that Muay Thai was an art. It said it was too brutal. Oh, what? Yeah. No way. And they're okay. like, karate is number one, Muay Thai. Yeah, that's street fighting. Mm. Uh, but with MMA, mixed martial arts, um, UFC and stuff like that, bring Muay Thai to the forefront. Because you see in UFC and mixed martial arts, stand-up fighting you see is Muay Thai. Okay. So all the stand-up stuff that people like to see in mixed martial arts is Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's very applicable to self-defense. Okay. And it's been developed, like I said, from Thailand, you know, uh, a couple hundred years back. They don't yeah. have an actual record because all that stuff was destroyed during mm-hmm. war, defending their land. That's that's so cool that they used this as a form of defense mm-hmm. during wartime. Yeah. It's been developed as a practice now. Yes. Right. And, and it, it still shows like the the rules that go into competition for people. Mm-hmm. It's they, they try to make it as least restrictive as possible. Oh wow. Why is that? Because they want to make it keep it as realistic as possible. Okay, so not not too uh, lim- or not too street and not yeah, too limited as well. Not right? too limited, but also safe. Okay, because they've had regulations that have developed over the time. The king, they had a monarchy. Uh, they still kind of have a monarchy right now. They have some stuff going on with that. Um, for all my friends, anybody out there, go check out what's going on in Thailand. I highly recommend checking it out. There's a lot of crazy things going on there, but. Um, 
what ended up happening is a king was like, hey, there's too many injuries from Muay Thai fights. So oh, what would wow. happen is like people would do Muay Thai fights or like grudge matches. They were like tough man stuff mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, people like wanting to keep themselves sharp for battle because they would use it to defend their land. And what ended up happening is people would get injured, people would die. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no referees or anything like that. Right, right, right. And now right. they have like the regulation, like, okay, you're going to have a certain God, time. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. They were fighting bare knuckle too. They'd put hemp rope. They still do these fights there. You see them, they're called kachu. Mm-hmm. It means a rope fight. Okay. So they'll just put hemp rope and they'll just, they'll fight. That's their glove. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, it That's is intense, very man. It is. But, most people, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's more just It history. doesn't go, it's more yeah. history, right? History but obviously over time, it evolved into a more practical and legal route. Yes. <laughs> so yes. that we can actually not just have fun, not just defend ourselves, but have fun with it and yes. also use it. Uh, would you say, I don't think it's mainstream. I mean, the fact that it's, it's incorporated in MMA or it's mainstream, yeah. but it's not like a only Muay Thai oh, mainstream, right? No, not yet. It's it's very niche. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, it's funny. You know, it's, I think it was... Uh, Selena Gomez was in Thailand and she was wearing Muay Thai shorts. Sorry about that. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, Selena Gomez was in Thailand doing a show and she was wearing Muay Thai shorts on mm-hmm. stage. Even seen some rappers wearing stuff like Wiz Khalifa and stuff like that or training Muay Thai. Uh, Snoop Dogg is training Muay Thai. Really? Yes. That's so, cool. Uh, that, you know, it's, it's still very niche though. Mm-hmm. Like there's uh, people there like, oh, it's kickboxing. Nah. They don't, they don't know what it is. It's, okay. it's different, but... Um, yeah, it's definitely very niche. It's not mainstream. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because uh, I don't I don't think I learned about like different styles of fighting until I was in college when I started learning kickboxing and I realized there was more to it like MMA or Muay Thai mm. or um, Taekwondo yes. and uh, what is it, Judo? Judo, right? karate. Yeah, karate. Yeah. It's just different things. And uh, as over time, it started to evolve for me and started growing to me that now I'm becoming more interested in it. So for you, Jonathan, what, what made, I mean, obviously you said you've been doing Muay Thai for a while, right? Yes. Um, what have you tried out the other program? Yeah, other self defense. Oh, oh absolutely. Styles? Yeah, you know, I've I have taught at a lot of different academies mm-hmm. before, like the, teaching their Muay Thai programs or working alongside other mm-hmm. people. Uh, I mean, I've done some judo. Uh, that's Japanese martial art. I've done Brazilian jiu jitsu. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because I was training at a place where people were paying upwards of three hundred dollars a month to train, and I could do it for free. Mm-hmm. So as a martial artist, I'm like, eh, I, I gotta do that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've done it, dabbled a little bit in Krav Maga, of course, boxing, like Western boxing. Um, I did a little bit of Aikido for like a college course one time. Okay. Um, but in regards to like, uh, that's about the extent of my other facets into okay. it. Why did you lean towards Muay Thai? You said you fell in love with it, right? Oh man, yeah. So it, it's more like the, the directness of it. Uh, it's very, you know, there's no like, you see in karate, taekwondo, there's forms. There's like kata. Those are they look like uh, synchronized dancing almost. Okay, which is very beautiful. I, I, uh, yeah, I I actually have uh, remembered the you taekwondo kind of have. A, no, actually, uh, someone offered me a free course, and I mm-hmm. see that there was a lot of dancing too. I was like, okay, like more formulation kind of, yes. which is dope. Yeah, you know. So those they they all have a meaning behind mm-hmm. it, and I'm I'm totally a fan of it if you understand it. Mm. Um, but Muay Thai is like, hey, there's a straight punch. Here's how you. Here's a basic up elbow. Here's how you block. Here's how you block a kick. Mm. This is how you kick somebody. This is how you knee somebody in the stomach. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's very very direct um and that kind of that's what attracted me to it and seeing the competitions and like the skill level and mm-hmm. the speed of nice. some of the athletes because in, in thailand they're very uh small so the the speed of their technique oh is i bet fast. so i i could see why this is uh i could see why a lot of the self-defense 
styles are very incorporated with Asians because I mean they're typically smaller yeah, <laughs> and they have to be they have to make up for for their speed compared to someone who's taller. Like even for me, like that's why I'm picking this route too. That's yes. one of the reasons. Yeah, I'm small. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm as a fellow petite male. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm totally I'm the in the same boat. That's why I, one of the reasons I need to learn it because mm. I'm like I, I was a very introverted kid. Mm. You know, I, I didn't like making eye contact with people. I was in punk music. I was going down a weird oh, weird path in life. Uh, and like I said, I ran to that mentor I had in high school, Chip Frazier, and mm-hmm. he kind of helped course correct me okay. a little bit. Helped you see things from a different perspective. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, then let's talk, let's talk about a little about your service. I mean, yeah. for, 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 you said you have it out here in Ventura. Mm-hmm. Um, during that process, I mean, you were, you, were you only teaching Muay Thai at the time? Uh, in regards to like out here in Ventura? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah so first yeah, started. For, so only, only doing Muay Thai. That's, that's our specialty. Mm-hmm. We're the only Muay, authentic Muay Thai Academy in Ventura County and in Santa Barbara County okay. now too. So for us, no one else is teaching Muay Thai. They might call it Muay Thai, but I, I you know, a lot of them either they've trained with us uh, or they're just calling it for like marketing, which mm. makes sense because more people, it's like, hey. Authentic yeah. Muay Thai. Yeah, but the only ones mm. teaching authentic Muay Thai. Okay. I thought that was that business. I'm like, mm, I don't think yeah. that is. So okay. yeah, it's like authenticity of it. You know, for me, I have an instructor that I learned from. Uh, we call him Ajahn. That means just like teacher. Mm-hmm. He's uh, from Thailand. His name's Nokweed. Uh, he's a ring official, one of the top ring officials nice. in the world for Muay Thai. I got lucky I met him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's Still. he's, he's a badass. Mm-hmm. Um, but what ended up happening is just going through and in, in the, the authenticity of Muay Thai and what that is and, you know, the punches, kicks, knees, elbows, how you train, you know, the, the equipment you use and uh, the, the mindset behind it mm. and how you uh, control your mind and how you can control your body. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm definitely going to dive into that. The book there, okay. some, it has mental prep yeah, in it. Yeah, thanks, thanks for the book, by the way. Yeah, so it has some uh, mental prep. But you prep. wrote this, by the way. I wrote that myself. Uh, I originally wrote it for our instructors, for our coaches to help train the competition team. <laughs> and uh, we call it preparing for your first Muay Thai fight, but you don't need to necessarily be fighting in order to do that. I did prepared. that more from like a... A searching standpoint okay so there no one ever wrote like a small guide on that mm-hmm. and it's probably one of the most common questions that get asked by people right because right, right. some people are just curious like what does it take and what we put in there is like the physical aspects physical preparation the time commitment you know figuring out what your why is and stuff and Ooh. your mental prep all right we're definitely gonna dive into yeah. that then okay <laughs> sounds like sounds like we got some more content for this uh, outside of the book then yeah just a little backtrack sure poo Muay Thai. What what so, is it? What what does Pu mean? Pu is uh, it's my last name. It's Hawaiian. Okay, so uh, you're Hawaiian. Yes, yeah, Hawaiian. Originally heritage. from? Uh, I'm not originally from okay. Hawaii. My grandfather is. Nice. Uh, I grew up surfing on the beach. My mm-hmm. parents owned sk- surf and skate shops in uh, Ventura and Galita. Mm. Uh, so it's my last name. So when I was teaching a lot of other academies, I had students who were like, "Hey, like, you know, why if we get a patch that says like Pu Muay Thai on it? I'm like, would you guys wear that?" They're like. Oh yeah, we'd wear that. Yeah, I wouldn't even know it was the last name. Yeah, it actually, sounds pretty badass. It, it, it just it literally just means like hill or mountain. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you could probably but, relate that to something motivational. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> it coming over right, and then Muay Thai. Yeah. The translation for Muay Thai is Thai boxing mm-hmm. or Thai fighting is what that comes out to. That's pretty badass. Yeah, man. so uh, it, it is badass. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> for sure, for I sure. Got lucky, but the origination <laughs> of uh, Pu'u comes from the term, uh, the original name Kalanio Pu'u. Mm-hmm. which is uh actually royal family in hawaii that i'm somehow related to wow yeah so wow. that's that was a lot of relevance yeah there's there's a lot i have so much family in okay. hawaii i've never met yeah so, so does that mean 
Hawaiians are considered actually this is a great question yeah. I've never asked for. Sure. Are Hawaiian considered Pacific Islanders? Yes, Pacific Simon. Islanders. Yeah, native Pacific Islanders. Okay. So like um here in California, you you, you mark Pacific Islander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get it's like when you talk to people they're you know, with government and stuff, they say tribal native Hawaiian. Okay. So uh, but yeah, they're Pacific Islanders. There, you have like New Zealand, the Maori, you have Samoa and stuff like and nice. Fiji and everything like that too. That's interesting, man. Um, I'm I'm glad that you know your background history because I'm still learning about my. You know? Oh yeah, it's <laughs> I'm learning more. There's more and more coming out about it too, Charles. Yeah, so yeah. That's 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 a great question. Mm-hmm. Though. Curious though, I mean, with Muay Thai in comparison to other fighting styles, mm-hmm. what I mean besides you know. I mean, I, yeah, sure. I feel like you kind of articulated on it, but I feel uh, I don't know if there's more to it. Okay, what would you say is different compared to other, I guess, more known fighting styles? So uh, I guess like uh, you know, known fighting styles being like maybe boxing, mm-hmm. wrestling, um, and karate. Right, mm-hmm. we'll go with those three. Okay. So well, the thing is with Muay Thai, the difference between like uh, karate or kickboxing. So what ends up happening is the actual term kickboxing came from a Japanese boxing promoter that was in Thailand that saw Muay Thai. Okay. So, uh, and he's all, that's way too violent. I'm going to make it so they can only kick above the waist right? Oh, okay. get rid of the knees and elbows. We'll put gloves on them. We'll mm-hmm. call it kickboxing. Mm. We'll get these karate guys to start learning how to throw some hands. Um, so with Muay Thai, the way that, like I was saying, it was developed was very organic because they literally used to defend like the farmland right it was more street at the time less regulated yes definitely and it was more just like how to protect yourself Mm -hmm. and how you can use your body because they they had swords different weapons elephants and stuff like that they were using that was pretty much the equivalent of a tank in thailand wow yeah that's actually you'll see it everywhere like in thailand you see these big golden elephant statues Mm. it's because that's what helped uh, keep the land free so thailand actually means like freedom land Oh wow! Yeah. I I'm learning other things more than Muay Thai yeah. you know, right now. Yeah. So I mean, it sounds like you're very educated about like the Muay Thai and just the fighting self defense yeah. in general. Have you always been interested in in the Muay Thai? Yeah. Well, it's, or just self fighting in general. Yeah. Well, it's like I said, it started when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents wanted to put me in, it, but they were too busy, and mm. they I don't, they didn't see the value in it. Then they're just like, oh, he's probably gonna quit. And, now my mom, she's like, if she ever listened to this mom, I'm sorry, don't worry, it's not your fault. I love you. Um, <laughs> she's always like, oh, like, stop saying, stop telling people that. Like, and she she works with me at my academy sometimes, mm. and she's like, trust me, put your kids in it, because the way we teach kids and stuff like that, we're we're not just teaching how to fight, we're not just teaching self defense, mm-hmm. we're teaching, and this goes for adults too. We're teaching di- uh, self discipline. Yes, we're teaching confidence. We're teaching them yes. about a healthy lifestyle. Mm, yeah. So like I, when I use the term authentic Muay Thai lifestyle, mm-hmm. it's like, what does that entail? Hey, you eat healthy. You take care of your body. Uh, you don't commit sin. Um, you don't, you know, you minimize your, your drinking, partying mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Right, you live right. a pretty good life of like a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be a professional athlete in order to live that lifestyle. Right. But you can incorporate this into, in order to improve your quality of life. However, exactly. Which is interesting. Is, is this part of like what you mentioned about the book as well when it comes down to a mindset Mind, aspect? Yeah. That, well, the mindset, what we do in there is like for mindset before someone goes and competes. Okay. So, so let's talk about that then. Like yeah. what's, what's, the, what's the mindset it oh, takes man. for someone to compete when they're actually in the ring with somebody? Yes. Oh, yeah. So this is great. Um, it's something that I had uh, difficulty with for a long time. Uh, with getting mental prep, mm. uh, I choked before. 
uh, okay. like, you know, Chote got my butt kicked. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys, you can just, if you YouTube my name, you'll see some videos from my opponents that I fought, like, over the past Okay, years. definitely going to look you up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you, damn, you're, you're this is you. <laughs> you're going to be like, oh, that looks like it hurt. And yeah, it did. Uh, but I fought some savages back in the day. Um, so what ended up happening when it comes in the mindset is uh, when it comes into it, once you do all this training, the reality is most people don't start until they're like a young adult. So mm-hmm. let's say that uh, some people may not start until they're 25. Okay, so then they're about to get into the ring for the first time. They've had 25 years of their life where they never had to be put in this situation. Wow. Right? That you have to, yeah. there, and there's some things that are natural reactions like flinching and turning away yeah, and closing yeah, yeah. your eyes that you have to fight against. Not only that, is your brain, when you start leading up to it, some people's brains tell them like, yo, what are you doing? You're about to get in the ring and fight somebody. Like, yeah, what? Yeah. Get, get out of here. You're not supposed to be doing that. Mm-hmm. But really, you know, the reality is you've been training however long before that, you know, skill-based, like whatever, one year, 10 months, and then you had an additional four to six weeks where you're prepping for your first competition. Mm-hmm. So the reality is you spend a lot of time on it and you're prepped for it. Right. But the brain has a funny way of trying to go against that. So the the main thing we do is a little bit of like uh, self-guided meditation. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it doesn't, we don't call it meditation. Because people think meditate like oh like yeah, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, right, right. It's more about being present. Mm, thank and you. That way you can react and respond and let your training come out. Ah, so I love it. Yeah, it's it's pretty uh, cool what we've done with some of our athletes who are new. You know, I've had people who took that mental mindset at somebody from no training to ten months later they became a national champion mm. in Muay Thai. Yeah. Wow. And that's. that's like for me, that's that was our, our first competitor that we built from the ground up when we opened our commercial nice. location. How old was the guy? It was a girl, actually. It's a girl. Sorry. Uh, no, I, I think <laughs> Justine, I think, was, um, her name was Justine Troike. I think she was 23, 24. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, she was a vaulter in, in high school, though. So she was used to like pole vaulting. Mm. So she was used to like the, it's on me to perform. Mm-hmm. But then we work on mindset and on the skill base and stuff like that. And that really just excelled that. And they were able to just wow. make that go. And so. I, I'm, I'm also, uh, I would say, intrigued mm-hmm. by how this can be applicable into life. Yes. I oh. think that's the, like, uh, what I was, uh, I, I wanted to tap in back into it. Yeah. You, you said that your mom would say, hey, get your kids in, in it. Not just with the train to kill somebody. It's not even to kill no. somebody, you know? <laughs> but more so, like, the discipline, the life lessons, mm-hmm. and, of course, the friendship that's involved. So with that being said, I mean, um, like, I, I, I just think it's really interesting that with this, that's why I'm also intrigued in getting involved in it, is because this whole aspect of, like, how it applies into your life. Yes, yes. You know? Well, you What's, know, me and you... You crave community. That's part of being a human. True. So in martial arts, you find a community. Mm-hmm. In that community, you're going to have doctors. You're going to have lawyers. You're going to have McDonald's uh, fast food workers. Okay. You're going to have delivery drivers. You're going to have plumbers. You're going to have school teachers. And you're going to have uh, all these people mixed into the same place, training side by side with mm-hmm. each other. And nowhere else can you step in somewhere and you see a cop and maybe a former convict, mm. convict training with each other. Yeah. Or a policeman <laughs> and a doctor training with each other like that. Right, right, right. You know, uh, whether it be sparring or pad drills or, uh, you know, learning technique and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Or just conditioning, you know, for fitness. Mm-hmm. So there's nowhere else in the world you're going to see that. And when it comes into like the, you know, health and like active lifestyle, those people, you they become part of your family. You know, somebody I met through Muay Thai, you know, his, his son, I, I'm his son's godfather. Mm, nice. You know, through Muay that's Thai. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's dope. So, Building that relationship too. Because I mean, you, 
you, you don't just like fight with them, but you train with them. Like yeah. you trust them with your life. You know? exactly. Hopefully they don't kill me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's awesome. I'm yeah. definitely going to look in. That's why I'm also curious about it. Because I remember actually a while back in the, tapping back into what you said about mm. the whole being present meditation. We also mm. did that back in college when I took self-defense class yes. when they would teach different variations of self-defenses. Mm. And yeah, this guy had been training and then he would teach the whole aspect of presentness. Like we would, he would literally make us like, like turn, turn off the light basically and just, mm. you know, he would guide it. Mm. But then there was times when I would actually fall asleep too. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. And it's, you know, for that's the balance though is with competition. You don't mm. want them to be too relaxed, mm-hmm. but you want them to be present enough to yeah. notice without they're being tense mm-hmm. and when to be more present. And that way they can see the target and be able yeah. to hit, be able to defend. Yeah, that that was the that's that's cool, man. That's uh, yeah. Well, they, that sounds like you had a good teacher if they were running through that. Kind yeah, of stuff. without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, I got an A plus. So I'm <laughs> <chilling. laughs> um, so I'm curious. I mean, uh, let's let's take a little bit into uh, in uh, inventory into your business for sure. What if someone gets involved? What mm-hmm. what are the, what what can they look forward to? Okay, so like our, our main motto that we have, I literally have it printed on my window and okay. all my media is we specialize in beginners. Beginners. Yeah, everybody's nice. like, oh, like I'm worried. I'm like, man, that's lit. Like I'm it's beginner. Perfect. And I always point to my window. I look up. I'm like <laughs> it says right here, man. It says we specialize in beginners. That's cool. And the reason behind that is even in Thailand where they have professional fighters, they specialize in beginners too. Mm-hmm. And the reason is they have to build everybody up. Everybody starts at day one, square one. It's true. Everybody. doesn't matter what your background is in other martial arts. You're day one in Muay Thai. So what they expect when they come in, uh, they set an appointment. We have like a two-week trial and stuff like that for people. Um, we've been able to start that back up after shut down everything recently here in Ventura County. Right, right, right. Uh, once they come in, they're going to meet our front desk, get a tour. We talk a little bit about what our programs, what we do in the academy, how it works, whether it be for a kid, you know, a child, depending on their age, mm-hmm. uh, a teenager or an adult. And then we figure out what's the best program, the schedule works. Okay. Uh, they're going to meet our awesome coaches that we have there. Nice. Uh, so for the way that we teach too, we don't just teach our instructors about how to teach technique. Mm-hmm. We teach them the art and science of building relationships nice. and how to be a, an effective leader. Mm, that's so, key. Oh, yeah. I got lucky. I had some good people that helped me with that. Yeah. So, I, I think it's uh, teaching them or even having somebody who knows leadership is mm-hmm. important for someone to be involved because this isn't just like teaching as an instructor, but it's also how they treat their life. Yes. You know, it's like how they're going to teach the other kids and how they're going to build that relationship. Yes. I think for growing up, like comparing into elementary, you know, like mm-hmm. or high school, like teachers are just taught to just teach courses, but not like, but the good ones are the ones that can teach you how to apply it to life and how to exactly. be a good person, you know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So I think for any types of uh, leadership involved, uh, positions like mm. having that type of authentic yes. yeah <laughs> authentic uh characteristic to be able to teach them is important you know absolutely absolutely and uh that's that's where that comes into is once they come in and they're they're gonna feel it you know my my goal and i tell this to all my staff is we want to be the nicest place in town okay yeah like people are you guys nice to me? No. I, yeah we are man everybody there <laughs> is nice and it's a room full love of killers it, and they're the it, nicest it. people ever nice uh and that's that's what my whole goal is like you know someone's gonna say hi to you when you come in right right. you know don't be surprised if they say your name when you come Mm. in you're looking around and there's no one else around you and they're talking to you yeah yeah, yeah. because uh for us customer service and making people feel comfortable Mm -hmm. because it's it's very intimidating to Mm. show up and like go into martial arts school like man i saw these guys had like fighters 
your heart yeah, starts yeah, pumping yeah. and stuff. And it, for us, it's like, you know, showing up is, is half the battle. And you'll, you'll find that time and time again over time is just showing up is, is the hard time, yeah, the hard thing to without do. A doubt. But that's what our team's specialty is in helping you show up mm. and then guiding Creating that process. space to make them more comfortable so that we can focus more on the mindset yes. and, and then get them prepared into that yeah. aspect. And, and let them, you know, most people, they start fitness self-defense and they don't know what's entailed in Muay Thai. Mm. Like they're not sitting down having a conversation like this. Right, right, right. Uh, and we, we do over time and they start realizing, like, oh, there's more to this. Mm. Oh, I want to try. I want to try. Like, I want to learn how to coach. Mm. I want to do this for my son. Nice, nice, nice. Or hey, I, I want to do competition. I, right. I, wanna, I need to start eating healthier. I need to start yeah, 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 yeah. my body stronger. So you see a lot of those different aspects. But when you come in that first day, you get an introductory lesson with our our coach right before or our instructors right before class. Mm-hmm. Jump in. We do forty five minute session basics. So we're doing our fundamentals program. We're working on balance, basics, and technique. Okay. So you're working on your body conditioning, mm-hmm. how to stand. Uh, in a uh, little bit of offensive and defensive technique. Okay. There's uh, drills only on the bags and the pads for beginners. You're nice. not sparring or doing anything like that. Okay. Unless you want to later on. Oh, sounds uh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm curious with yeah. the whole COVID right now. How are you guys? How are you guys handling it? So, it, man, that actually took our whole industry into very deep waters hmm. uh, during this time, and I got very fortunate that. Uh, so I also do work as a ring official for Muay Thai. So okay. I had a friend through a ring officiating. What is a ring official? So a ring official is a judge. So okay. in Muay Thai competitions, they have three people in the ring. They have a referee and then they have the two competitors. Mm. So I work as a referee and I control the action of the, okay. the bout. Nice. Make sure no one's being a dirty fighter and mm-hmm. protect the fighters too. So there's another person I worked with before uh, named Dr. Steven Strautmeyer. Uh He's from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And he's done some work with the CDC as an epidemiologist. Oh, wow. So he's, that's his PhD, specializes in epidemiology, mm. studying of pandemics. Epidemics. Oh, wow. It can't get much more specific, right? Yeah. So <laughs> uh, he gave us a whole set of protocols on what we can do to uh, operate safely and sensibly. And then get approved and certified? Yeah. So they, they do have like a, uh, we have like a certification that, okay, we went through this program mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, it's not like approved by the state. We're trying. I'm trying to get it approved here in Ventura County, mm. but the 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 county slammed right now. Oh, they're, they're like yeah, this- with a bunch of other businesses trying to get approved as well, right? Yes, and so it more of like what I mean is, I want them to use these protocols for our industry in our county mm-hmm. in our state. Uh, when this stuff happens, so that way we don't have to shut down in the same magnitude we had to before. Oh, so you're more prepared. Well, I, yeah. I I like that you're being proactive about it versus you know deciding to say, man, fuck the government, COVID. You know, yeah. I mean, you could be that way. I'm sure it's yeah. at one point, I, right? I, I, I'm you know I'm a little bit like that, but I mean that's that like it's been so politicized. I don't mm-hmm. like to talk about it anymore. Um, but it we've really doing everything we can to ensure it. the safety of our students and because uh, my family trains there mm-hmm. i have people who's the the dad and the mom train there and the kids train there mm-hmm. like i want to make sure it's safe for them right right, right. Uh, my mom's uh you know in her mid-60s and wow yeah and you know and for trained. her she yeah she trains too and she also has these comorbidities that she can be susceptible mm. to this i know other students of ours do and i want to make sure to protect them because mm-hmm. if if i let something come through and it gets my mom sick and she gets that right it, it couldn't be good uh, it, it could potentially not be good yeah so i take that stuff very seriously okay yeah. so how do you guys uh do do you guys do contact lists? so what we do right now is when you come in you do we do distance do it on the bags mm-hmm. uh when people get started Later on, if you're comfortable with doing contact, what we do is we introduce you, we do what's called cohorting. So we have a set uh, class that you come to and you only work with that partner right now. 
Okay. So, so that you minimize your exposure. Okay. So yeah. then you're okay. So that way you're you have to give the trust to this person who says that they're also safe of everything. Yeah. But what we also do is do screening and stuff like that when they come in the door. Okay, of course. So like the protocols when people come in, they have to come in on certain days. Nice. They have to mark where they get periodic uh, updates like, hey, you're exhibiting symptoms. These, no, no, no. Okay. Then when they come in, everybody gets temperature checked at the door. Nice. Uh, we limit the amount of people that are in the building, obviously. Um, and then when it comes into the cohorting, like we're still not doing like the full training for our students because mm -hmm. we have stuff that's like stand up wrestling, uh, what we call clinching. That's where you can use your elbow and knee and you can throw people too from there. Uh, we can't do that. I mean, mm. I, I can't have people not yet. You know, getting, yeah, not yet. <laughs> it, it's like, and the thing is, this is the problem is I know there's some places that did that. Mm. And that's why we had to shut down again. I see. Yeah. And it, and it affected you guys as well because if, other people may be doing it as well. Or was doing so yeah. that you might be doing it as well. Yes. And it, gotcha. what it did is it, it basically, um, I, I knew that was going to happen. I said on my podcast, I'm like, oh, if, if things keep going the way they are and people aren't following, doing stuff sensibly, we're going to have to shut down again. A week later, shut down. Okay. <laughs> I guess it did, man. You predicted it. Yeah. So curious. that You said you have a podcast, but what what do you uh, what's your podcast called and what do you talk about? The podcast, the Putin Muay Thai podcast, we have our students on there. We have our competitors, um, you know, students, everyday people that are just training for fun to share mm -hmm. the story if they had success or if I see success from them, they maybe don't see it that way mm -hmm. to talk about it. You bring um, them up. Yeah. I've ha I have special guests. Uh, I have my friend Matt Lucas. He's located in Pattaya, Thailand. Okay. He works for a company over there. He's also an author uh, and like a photojournalist and stuff too. Um, I had him on there to talk about Muay Thai and living in Thailand, what that's like, mm -hmm. getting people over to Thailand if they want to pursue this professionally. Right, right, right. right. Uh, also uh, fighters from Argentina, uh, people from all over the world. Uh, and all over the country to be able to talk about this that are involved in the sport to some degree, whether it be right. officials, they be uh, fighters, they're journalists, trainers, instructors. Mm. Anybody within the industry or has insights on the industry. Exactly. That's awesome. Okay, so, I'll definitely take a look at it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. I'm glad they get to share about Thank it. Thank you, sir. So we, we've kind of uh, covered the aspect of uh, Muay Thai mm. and as well as uh, your business, Boom Muay Thai as well. Mm. Um, let's, let's transition a little bit about you, Jonathan. Yes. What I mean, uh, you said you've been involved. You got a little backstory mm -hmm. on that part. Um, are are you looking to continue to building this business, or how does that look? What what are you, uh, what, are you what are you looking I'm, forward to? I'm, so by this point, I have a pretty substantial team of mm -hmm. like uh, instructors and a team to work with. So by this point, which I'm very grateful for for them, because we wouldn't have made it through shutdown without them. Nice. Uh, my whole team, Shout Muay Thai Ventura, Muay Thai Santa Barbara. No way in heck I could have done that without them. Mm -hmm. um, so. My goal is to continue building our team, uh, to continue building and serve our community for years to come, no matter what happens. We made it through shutdown. We made it through this past seven to eight months. What else can get wrong that we can't take on, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready to go. You know, we, we made it through. Uh, I prepped smart uh, leading up to that financially, luckily. And we were able to position ourselves in a position where we can expand, hopefully. And oh, yeah. uh, we're, we're trying. We're always going to grow. Uh, I'm, I don't want to give away too much. But there's going to be a lot of growth in, in the future for us. Um, I'm going to be spending two months over in Scandinavia, in Norway, wow. uh, coming up. So hopefully doing some instructor training workshops. That's in December, right? Yes, sir. 
So uh, hopefully doing some instructor training workshops and stuff over there. Uh, my wife's from Norway. Mm. I got to spend some time over there last year training and teaching a little oh, bit too. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So it's, it's I, I love it over there. I love nature and stuff. Okay. So, okay. That's cool. Nature. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, I'm sure you, you learn a lot from there as well. You seem like a very Zen individual, especially practicing Muay Thai. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm no nowhere near perfect, but... Uh, I tried my best. To be. Yeah, I mean, you had to be. You had to be level-headed as hell, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We had we had an incident this past weekend here in Ventura. Mm-hmm. Oh guy, wow! Yeah, I was. We were we were training with some of our uh, instructors, and we went over to go grab some. Uh, do you know what acai is? Yeah. So we had acai bowls at BB Acai. Uh, shout out to Frangina, my friend that that runs that place. We're over there, and some guy just randomly started yelling at us, and like it was it totally like we were just like, "Oh, it's a crazy person, textbook crazy person." The guy started threatening us with a gun, like he oh. didn't pull it out, but he's like, "I'm gonna blast everybody here." We're just like, and we had a young guy with us, and him, he's like, "Hey, you can't talk to us like that." We're like, because oh. he, he was newer to like mm-hmm. martial arts. We're like, "No, you you can't be like that." And the guy just it escalated things like that, and the guy went from like being like an eight mm-hmm. to like a twenty. Wow. <laughs> and he it was that was pretty uh interesting but we talked about being level-headed mm-hmm. and knowing when to assess those situations mm. you got to be all the time so how did you assess the situation man for me i was behind the car i had another instructor who's uh he's a self-defense instructor okay he was there too and he was he was diffusing a situation and just watched and talked and make sure you watch the guy's hands and you watch his belt line because mm. yeah, you don't know what they're gonna yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. can be be uh very erratic in the situations and no matter how badass you are with self-defense stuff, a gun wins every time. Mm-hmm. You know, they see all these gun self-defense stuff. It, yeah, of course. It, it can it can work. not saying it won't, uh, but not when somebody's, you know, 10 especially, feet away. Right. Especially, <laughs> yeah, you can. I mean, unless you can magically transfer out there yeah. and then get in close combat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. So, is, is that some of the craziest things that's ever happened to you or, or, or like in, in it, the industry of like, you know, being involved in Muay Thai? Well, I mean, in, in regards to that confrontation stuff, yeah, uh, I would say that that's up there for sure. Okay, that's definitely like, so I, I've been involved in weird stuff. I've traveled China. Do you, you have some stories? I don't. It's not scary, but man, I got stuck in an airport in China for like five days uh-huh. with with one of my fighters and like some other fighters from the U.S. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't give us our luggage back or anything like that. Oh, I, wow. I almost, I'm, I'm like ninety nine percent sure that I was being spied on on my phone in China because I was using Facebook. And when you're in China, they 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 keep track. Of Interesting. That. And uh, I I was not happy. I was sleep deprived. Mm. They wouldn't give me my luggage. I had no clean clothes. Oh no! And we're just stuck, man. But it that's that that was interesting. Story. I mean, you were out there traveling for Muay for, Thai, for for fights. Yeah. Okay. We fought. I brought my fighter at the time, Kate Scholey. She she lived. Uh, she lives in Montana. She flew mm-hmm. out here to train with us full time. Oh okay. It went to Zhengzhou, China, which is where nice. Kung Fu originates. They had like the monks and everything like oh, that, the kung fu yeah. monks. <laughs> and uh, we fought on That's the plate. Dope. Yeah, the, a promotion out there on TV is called uh, Will and Fung. The, apparently, there's around 8 million people that watch it. Mm. So that's pretty big viewership out there. Yeah. Uh, and she beat the Chinese national champion. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Or... They, yeah, the, there the, we go. The joke was, just give the trophy back. <laughs> that's, what, that's how we'll get back. Just give the trophy back. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, for violent confrontation, definitely that. I always... Do my best. Try being to level-headed that. first, yeah. doing doing what you can without actually using the self-defense part first. Yeah. I'm not into peacocking. Mm-hmm. That's where you're. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. No, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. You don't yeah. come off to me like that. You yeah, know? people wouldn't know that I'm into martial arts. I don't even think people who go at it from an ego standpoint would last because they would already get 
they yeah it would probably just blindside them that's an interesting point there we get people in that like i just want to learn how to how to mess somebody up mm. like, okay like you know it's not really about that and there's there's two things that happen one they either have a paradigm shift and they start learning about what martial arts actually mm. is and how it's going to benefit them right and they can ultimately yeah they can ultimately learn how to use that on somebody but they don't want to anymore mm. Uh, and to get to that point, it takes a lot of time and dedication. Or they they come in and there's like, um, this isn't for me, and they leave and they don't want to change. Well, I think it's because they get stuck and they realize that there's less to it than actually fighting. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot to it, but it's also it's ego. Mm, That's the ego that comes down into that too. They don't want to accept that. I can see that the 23 year old girl who's a champion can beat them up. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm humility. humility. Yeah, people for sure. Some people just can't swallow that pill. It's like, mm. hey, you can get there too. It just takes time. Right, right, right. Or maybe a self reflection of themselves. Yes. You know? and then it comes down to that. That's deep. Cool, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm big into that. You know, when yeah. it comes down to it. All right. Well, we're pretty much transitioning into our last part of this podcast. Sweet. So, for anybody listening, I mean, uh, I'm. What would you say to someone who's looking to get involved in self-defense or maybe Muay Thai in general? So if you guys are looking to get into martial arts, uh, I recommend uh, look at, type into Google martial arts training near me. Go by or Muay Thai near me. See if there's any Muay Thai. Go check it out and just go meet them. And I, it's going to be very nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. And if the people at all are not accepting of you being nervous, it's probably not the place for beginners. Mm. Uh, but most places, they're going to want you to train there because the you know at the end of the day it's a business and if it's a business that's been around a long time they'll understand that mm. if it's a new business uh you you don't know but usually it's going to be a good person that's that's running a martial arts place uh when they look up the place going to most places have free trial or like a like a short-term small fee right, 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 stuff right. like that and go in and go check it out i i recommend everybody tries it everybody should train martial arts I'm, 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 I'm actually curious about looking into yours bro oh yeah well hey, i'm happy to have you as a guest and yeah come in. that'd be cool yeah i'll, 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 give, my, I'll give you my intro myself okay oh perfect yeah. i'll let you know yeah. I got your number. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know i i highly recommend it for everybody from a fitness standpoint mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest things is for people especially with this uh coronavirus stuff they're finding Healthy lifestyle is very important. I, I'm, dude, it's funny. I work at the gym at 24 Hour Fitness. Oh, what? Which one? The Channel Islands. Oh, Channel Islands. Okay. So I'm seeing more people actually come in. I and mean, I was at Gold's Gym the other day too, mm-hmm. and that one was packed with people. I'm like, when does it ever stop? And I, I'm starting. Maybe, maybe it's just me. Mm-hmm. I think that people came to this standpoint when they realized not only did coronavirus or COVID 19 reveal them that they've been making unhealthy choices in the mm-hmm. past. But they had to come face to face with that and realize that maybe it's not just during COVID that I've made bad decisions, exactly. but also accumulatively in the long run. Yes. And now they're taking a hard look at themselves and like, oof, maybe I should have taken care of myself a little bit better. Yes, you're seeing that. I'm, I think we're going to see that effect for at least two years. Mm. At least I can two agree years. with that. Yeah, because uh, and they're like, either it's like, oh man, I should have done, I've been meaning to do this and then it got taken away. I couldn't do it. Mm. I'm going to be the day when I can be there. I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, or people, you're telling me you're doing some Zoom classes. Mm-hmm. Some people started Zoom with us and then oh, yeah. now they're training in person with us. Okay. And it's, it's so awesome to be able to meet them in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? uh, and to be able to, to build that for them, you know, whether you get started virtually, in person, you know, get started. Cause it, and it's one of those things that you don't have to use it to fight. Like I said, most people, fitness, self-defense, mm-hmm. that's what you do. Then they... If you value your health, consider mm-hmm. options into getting yourself active. Yeah. Active. And <laughs> you'd be surprised that people are like, I never thought I would be involved in this, like, mm-hmm. you know, a year ago. Mm. Uh, people with complete lifestyle change, like, you know, I was depressed. I, I mean, I had that. 
you know, I had that complete lifestyle change. And it, for me, like, if I'm being honest, like I've battled through a lot of like mental health stuff during shutdown. Mm. And then prior to that too, cause I wasn't able to do this. Like I wasn't able to teach. Mm. I wasn't able to do this stuff. And it really, uh, it was your outlet that. too. Yeah. I, yeah. I love helping people. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you, that's what I was saying. And you know, we have like most places, kids, if you have a kid, son, daughter, try to get them in martial arts. Most places will start like around four years old. Mm. If they have, or And then it's either four or seven is usually like the starting age for people. Okay. Uh, get them started. You're learning basic motor skills and stuff nice. like that. And it's a great way for the kids to make new friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have some time and outlet, positive cool. outlet. Yeah, that yeah. positive outlet is key, especially yes. to growth. Exactly, cool. sir. So, so for anybody listening and maybe interested, mm-hmm. where can they find you and where is it? Where are okay. you located exactly? Okay, so we're, we're at 2090. 2090 East Main Street in Ventura, California. Okay. Uh, we're directly across the street from Ventura High School on Main Street uh, next to Ventura Tattoo. Those guys are also martial artists, by the way. They practice oh. Kung Fu. Oh. Great guys. Uh, there's also a Japanese food restaurant right by there. Uh, if they need to get a hold of us, they can give us a call at 805-665-3311. You can also fill out our trial form, get more information online at muaythaiventura.com. Nice. Uh, of course, our Instagram at Putu Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. We post a lot of awesome free content on our YouTube. Yes. We're also on TikTok. Don't worry, I'm not doing a lot of dances on there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I, I'll share a funny story with TikTok. Are you on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm so, trying to. Oh, it, it takes time. So uh, yeah, integration I, for me is. Uh, I I really worked on it, and I had one video pop. One video pop. How, how many uh, views? It had 1.1 million views. Nice. What did you post? <laughs> it's a video of me punching my wife in the face oh <laughs> like realistically or we're sparring and so um I, I videoed it and she she was she's a she's a fighter mm-hmm. she's uh she's somebody that competes in Muay Thai fights and we're sparring and she stepped into a punch and I, I didn't hit hard or anything <laughs> and it, it looks a lot worse than it is anybody that doesn't train they're like I had people on there who are like uh you know are you friends with Chris Brown? No. <laughs> yeah, they, they tagged him. No. Chris Brown enters the chat. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, God. So, Bro, t- people in the comment section for TikTok are savages. Yes, they are. So when I don't the- know where they come up with these comments. I'm just like, I would literally go and post and look for the comments. <laughs> Just because it's so much more entertaining. It can be. And, yeah. And it's the irony is my wife is the one that told me to post. I'm like, no, I don't want to post. Oh, okay. It'll, it'll, it'll hit. Don't worry. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, no, I can't do that. And it did. And That's of awesome. course, like all my friends make fun of me now because they're like, oh, it, like her friends in Norway saw it. They're like, hey, isn't this your friend? <laughs> That's in the US. Isn't that her, isn't that her husband? Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, God. Dang. That's their first impression of me. You know, yeah. in the face, oh, you hit your wife. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, come on, man. It's it's martial arts and yeah. she's a trained fighter and I would definitely, she wasn't hurt. She's like, there's some of yeah. that that can do that. It's you. Mm. So That's 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 so cool. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, uh, I think that that wraps up for the last bit of episode for this month's uh, issue of Active Wellness. Jonathan, thank you for sharing your story here with uh, Pu Pu Muay Thai. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. Glad to have you on. And for everybody listening, thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Give us some feedback. Share it with your friends. I don't know. um, Help us out. Voice other people. So with that being said, thanks, you guys, for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your day.